Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Welcome again to Jerry L. Skipper Ministries and to this series, uh, Being a Good Soldier, a Good Soldier. Um, I just pray that it was something that was said in the first part of the series that, that enlightened some people to want to do better and have, have taught some people to do better and, and being a good soldier of Christ. And today's segment, what we're going to be talking about is part two. Knowing our enemy and knowing our terrain, which is basically the playing field of our enemy. So, with that being said, let us not waste any more time but dive right on into this segment. Uh, we're going to start out in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, and we'll be reading verse 12. And it reads, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, I want to harp on that for one moment. I want, I want to say that it is important to note that in spiritual world, in the spiritual world, there are different degrees of spirits. And Paul, he lets us notice in, in this particular verse here, that there are different levels of spiritual wickedness. And, and we understand this also in the passage where Jesus Christ said, when the spirit comes out of a man, it goes around in the wilderness, the dry places, looking for a place where it can dwell. But when it cannot find one, it says that it brings back, it brings back, it said it brings back some other spirits, seven more, that are more wicked than him. So, we understand that from the emphasis of more wickeder, there is different degrees. It's different degrees of spiritual wickedness. So we also see that in this passage right here that there are different degrees of spiritual wickedness. And so we need to harp on one of the highest degrees, which is a principality. Now, what exactly is a principality? What exactly is a principality? According to Vine's Bible Dictionary, it said a principality is a beginning in government and it said it's ruled. A beginning in government and it's ruled. So what we see and what we have here is it is a supernatural being that has been placed over a government. Over a government. He has set up a government in a, a surrounding area and has taken residence and started to rule in this area. So that is what we have is a principality. A lot of times you can know what type of spirit is operating in, in a general area just from the effects that the spirit give off. If you see a lot of places that have um, witchcraft or let me get you get your example. It is a very well noted thing that not in the Dominican Republic but in Hades, in Hades, is a lot of voodoo doors and stuff like that going on because in that area. It is a spirit, a spiritual principality that is operating in that avenue. And that is the reason why there is a lot of people that are operating in that spirit. So we have seen this in, in the book of Acts as well. I, I spoke a little bit about this in the first segment about how Paul, he went to Ephesus and it was worshiping the, the god Diana. And, and it was a lot of people that was doing witchcraft stuff. So much so that when Paul began to preach, 
that a lot of people they began to burn their witchcraft books. So I want to let you know it wasn't the idol itself. It's not the idol itself, but it's the spirit behind the idol. And it was a principality. There was a spiritual principality there. So we see that spiritual principalities, they have rule. They may be placed in a city, a town, a state, even a whole country. So we have to understand, first and foremost, what it is we're coming up against. And then how to combat that thing in which we're coming up against. Amen? So now let, now let us just move on a tad bit further. And let us flip into... The book of Matthew, since we understand our terrain and understanding our enemy, knowing our enemy. Let us go to the book of Matthew, chapter 12, and we're going to start at verse 25. Now, I have discovered in my ministry, in my years of ministry, that this is a very, very familiar passage, but a lot of people, they don't take enough time out to look at the minute things that Jesus is saying. And they're wondering why they're being defeated by these enemies, these spirits, these wicked uh, deities that are, are flowing around in the world today. So, so let, let me just go ahead and dissect this thing and go into it. It says, and, and Matthew chapter 12, starting at verse 25, Jesus, it says this right, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. Now pay attention to this right here because this is where the real juice kicks in in now. Dealing with spiritual principalities. Jesus, he says, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. If I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Now watch this. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Now, Jesus Christ was being accused of casting out demons, these spirits in these, these areas, by the power of the devil. But Jesus Christ, he told the people, he says, if I'm doing that, I'm going against my own kingdom and my kingdom will not stand. So surely it's not me doing this by the power of the devil, but it's me doing it by the power of God. Then he goes on to nail this fact down so there will not be any discrepancies in this. He says, if he cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Now he gives you a very, 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 very important key into how to do it. He continued and he said, how can one enter into a strong man's house and take his goods, spoil his goods, take his goods, except he first bind the strong man? So what we have here is we are going into these different areas. We're trying to share the gospel. We're asking God that there be a lot of people who get saved, but we don't realize that these people are under the influence 
of a strong man. This strong man is a spiritual principality. And he has them bound. So Jesus says in order for us to take back what the enemy has stolen, we have to first bind the strong man. Now, this is, this is a revelation and which God has shared with me that I must share with you in this segment right here. I remember some time back, God had me listening to some ministers that was preaching and they was teaching and they was talking about binding and loosing, binding and loosing. Very, very familiar in the Christian teachings about how we bind something and we lose things. Now, this is the thing that was so, so important that God started to show me. He said, a lot of times the people have twisted the things in which I said and how it's meant to be used. He showed me, he said that a lot of people that are going around saying, I bind this in the name of Jesus. I bind this in the name of Jesus. I bind this in the name of Jesus. He said, but what is a necessity to be bind, there's a necessity to be loosed. He said, so they're going around telling a disease or a sickness that they bind it in the name of Jesus. He said, but the sickness and disease hasn't been removed. It's still there. It's just tied up. And they're wondering why they're still sick. Spirits can't communicate with spirits. Mm, I think I need to say that again. Spirits can't communicate with spirits. So even if you bind this principality or this spirit right there and you don't choose to loose it to another area, it's still going to be there. It's going to be bind, but it's going to have the ability to communicate with another spirit. So even though he can't move, he will have the authority and the power to tell another spirit to move and come and do the things that he was doing. Now, I got to show this to you in scripture so that you will have a better, better understanding of this. Let me let me just go to scripture to show you this. In the book of Matthew, the exact same chapter. Chapter 12, starting at verse 43 through verse 45, Jesus, he tells us this about these spirits. He said, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walked through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he said, I will return into my house from which I came out. And when he is come, he findeth an empty, swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto the wicked generation, this wicked generation. So we see that he goes out and he communicates. He communicates some type of way with these other spirits and tell them, hey, I wasn't able to get the job done. I got put out. I know that you're stronger than me. I've been bind. I know that you're stronger than me. Come into my area because this is my area, my principality. This, this is the area that was given to me. Come into my area and help me with the thing that I was trying to do. These spirits, they had a goal, they had a mission, and they was doing everything, and it's doing everything, and they power to fulfill that mission. He said, come into my area, these spirits that are wicked, more wicked than him, and it says, the worst, the first state, I mean the last state is worse than the first. 
So what we see right here in, in spiritual principalities and then in this concept of binding and loosing as God was showing me, even though you bind that spirit, if you don't choose to release the spirit to another area or to the pits of hell, that spirit is still going to be there. And even though he himself might not be able to do damage directly, he is able to get his assistants who are more wicked than him to come and do damage. So when we bind, we need to understand that there's a principle of binding and loosing that works like this. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind you from communicating with other spirits. I bind you from moving and having the influence of other spirits around this area to call on the help of other spirits in the name of Jesus. Or we can say, I bind you in the name of Jesus and I loose you to the pits of hell. You have no authority in this area. Because it is a terrain that he's over. And as we begin to look at the different effects that are going on in the terrain, we begin to identify the principality, the spirits that are operating in this area. Yes. That is exactly how it happens. And so we must have wisdom and knowledge in this concept, especially if you are an evangelist, as I said before, because if you are an evangelist, if you are an evangelist, you want to you want to set the captive free. The Bible says the God of this world has blinded them. So they're blind and they are bind. They're blind and they are bind. We must loose them from the grip of the enemy and we must ask God to open up their eyes and then we drop the seed. And as we see, the enemy is even right now trying to distract the word of God from coming forth. But remember what I told you in, in part one that as I was doing this series, I had so many, many distractions. And I see right now, even in that incident right there, it was the enemy trying to distract some things. But we rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus Christ, and you have no authority in this segment. The word of God must continue to go forth. The teaching must continue to go forth because somebody's going to have their life changed. And I'm telling you right now in the name of Jesus, Satan, you and your imps that are trying to distract this thing right now, be removed from this situation. Be removed from the atmosphere right now. And we call on the spirit of peace to rest in this thing. In Jesus Christ's name. So, as I was saying about binding and loosening, binding and loosening, that the enemy, what he has is he had the people, they blind and they are bind. They blind and they are bind. So what we have to do is we have to get their eyes open up. We have to loose them from the grips of the enemy. And then what we do is we plant the seed. We plant the seed. And see, this right here is a, it's a principle that's also good for when you, you get ready to move into a new house or a new area because you never know what this area is consistent of. So we have to begin to go into this area and begin to proclaim the word of God over the area, over the house, over the area and over the house so that if it is any spiritual principalities right there, that it would not have any effect on us. It will not have any, any any effects on our children. It will not have any effects on our finances, on our cars, on anything of that sort. Because technically speaking, it is his area. He is the governing official of the area. But we're not part of that government. Not at all. But I recall a time when I was locked up in prison and I had seen how spiritual principalities were operating. 
it was a dorm that was it was four dorms in this in this this prison. <clears throat> and and it was this one in particular dorm where it was the spirit of death was operating heavy. And how we knew this was because me, my elder, and my brother, Elder Smoot, brother Singletary, we were all studying on healing and you know, just the power of God to resurrect. And as we were studying these things and a, a group of other people were studying this, we've seen sickness hit this one particular dorm heavy all of a sudden. Out of nowhere, it just came sickness. And, and, and with people that had started dying, literally, what the enemy was doing was getting them sick, they were getting transferred to the hospital and they were getting to die. But it was one person in particular who God had laid on our heart to go pray for. And we know we're supposed to pray for everybody, but in, in, that, in that very moment, it was all kind of like new to us. So we we were trying to figure out what was going on. We discovered there was the spirit of death operating in that dorm. But needless to say, we, we went and we prayed for this individual. He was on this deathbed. And he ended up, he ended up receiving life. He got up and started to move. But this is the thing about it. Let me show you just how trickery the enemy is. Let me, I want you to pay attention to this. Just to show you how spirits communicate with other spirits. As long as we were there in his presence. This guy, he received life. He was moving. He was regaining his strength. His weight was coming back. And etc, etc. But the very, very moment that man left us. He got transferred to another facility and we got worried about that this individual ended up dying. Now, it is very interesting to note that we first of all had to identify the spirit that was going on. We seen people that was leaving out that one particular dorm going to other places dying. But it was getting sick in that dorm. Mind you, there was four dorms now. But it was only happening in this one in particular dorm. So we had to identify what was going on. Then the moment we identified what was going on, we went and we helped the person. We saved the person. But the spirits, the wicked spirits in the area that were operating, they began to do some type of stuff. I don't know if they, they persuaded some administration or what. I just know that this individual was moved out of nowhere. He was packed up. He was moved. In the very moment he left our presence, hmm, he died. So I'm trying to tell you that spiritual principalities is real. Demons are real. But the power of God is even realer. And if you understand your enemy, if you know your enemy, if you know the terrain in which he's operating in, you have the heads up on him. You can begin to manifest things in the spirit and you can begin to operate in the spirit and move things in the spirit because you have been given spiritual authority over all the power of the enemy. Not just some, but over all. And, and, and see, we have to understand who we are and what we possess. I want us to go to Luke chapter 10. And as we go to Luke chapter 10, 
I want us to, to read verses 19 and 20. And this is what Jesus said to the people that he sent out. And it still applies to us today. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Serpents and scorpions. These are demons, y'all. But then he goes on to continue and say, And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing should by any means hurt you. He didn't say I gave you three quarters of a power or three quarters of power or half of a power or half power. He said, I have given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So the power that he has given you supersedes the power of all of the enemies. Big demon, little demon. Spiritual principality, no spiritual principality. If it is an enemy of the cross, he has given you power and authority over all of that power and authority of the enemy. And then he continued to say, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is the very reason why people are falling on our left side, people are falling on our right side, but certain things just can't touch us. This is not the first time that it's been mentioned. This is not the first uh, uh, illustration of this in the scripture. No, no, no. It's definitely not the first time. We can look at this in the book of Psalms. In Psalm chapter 91, it is a very, very, very beautiful passage, by the way, because it talks about nothing but divine healing and protection. But in Psalm 91, we can see this right here. And if you go down to verse uh, verse 9 and 10, it said, Because thou hast made the law which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. You see that right there? And, and if you go up a little bit farther, verse 6 and 7, it says, Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noon day, a thousand shall fall at thy what? What? Side? And ten thousand on thy what? Right hand. But it should not come near thee. Not thee. So what we see and what we have here is that it could be sicknesses all the way around you. Demons all the way around you. But it should not touch you. It will not touch you. All you have to do is continue to stand in the power and the authority which God has given you. And understand your enemy. Know your enemy and the terrain of your enemy. And you will be very, 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 very successful. Because spiritual principalities are real. But God, he is realer. Demons are real. And you are in a battle with them, whether you like it or not. So it's best to know your enemy, burn your enemy in the terrain. Once again, this is Jerry L. Skilp Ministries. And I pray that this right here be something to let you see how serious it is in the spiritual warfare. Because you have been in a battle and you've been placed in this battle to win. To bring other people out of the struggle. So until next time, I pray that this bless you. I love you. Shalom, shalom.